Welcome to Body Matters Podcast, where we bring to you raw and inspiring content on all things to do with body positivity and eating disorder recovery. My name's Jessie and I'll be continuing on with the podcast for a little while. But before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as traditional people and traditional owners of this country. We acknowledge with gratitude First Nations communities for their continuing care and connection to the lands or waters with which they have protected for thousands of years. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and recognise that First Nations sovereignty was never ceded. On today's episode, we will be exploring Brooke's recovery journey with disordered eating, growing up in the dance industry, discovering her sexuality, dealing with body image, as well as coping with parental and family relationships. So let's get into it. Hi, Brooke. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Why don't you start us off by telling us a little bit about yourself and maybe some things that you do to keep well. Hi guys, I am bisexual, 22. I am non-monogamous and Aquarius. I've been living on the coast all my life. I have mum and dad, de facto family. I am studying Bachelor of Human Services, majoring in counselling. I want to do my Masters in Sexology to become a sexologist. I want to open up that conversation. I want to talk about it and I want everyone to feel comfortable to talk about their sexuality and their sexual orientation. I've been in two polyamorous relationships with a girl and a boy both times. It sort of happened so randomly. It just, yeah, I didn't even know it was even a thing. I've never dated just a girl. I've only dated men by themselves. But yeah, which I've always struggle with especially with my sexuality being like well I haven't dated a girl but there's all different types of bisexuality like sexual orientation even being like heteroflexible being like I'll have sex with a girl doesn't mean I'm gonna have feelings for a girl or you romantic bisexual means you find them attractive but you'll never kiss them or do anything there's so many layers to sexuality and what do I do to keep well I go to therapy the gym and do dancing so each week we like to ask our guests about a challenge that they've recently experienced and how they managed to overcome it. It's not this week, but two months ago I broke up with my partners. We were polyamorous, but it was closed. So we were living in the same apartment complex. Just had to move out of there because it was just too close. So that's been a really big challenge. Yeah. Wow. So what was your relationship like with food and your body like growing up? So... It's definitely been always a topic of discussion with food, especially growing up being a dancer. You get constantly shamed if you're eating Maccas or chocolate and then comparing myself to other dancers and my friends who were size 8 and I was never a size 8. And then definitely at school, social media definitely impacts how I see my body like compared to everyone else. I am more of the curvy side so I definitely do struggle mm. with not comparing myself to what everyone else looks like I know now it's definitely trendy to have a big bard and be fit but definitely back in high school and stuff it wasn't was it the dance teachers or the other dancers that made you feel that way or was it your own perception definitely the dance teachers I felt it from them. The eating culture and the diet culture like in dancing is ridiculous. Like it's insane. Mm. But I don't think the dancers, like my friends and stuff, never made me feel like I was big. But 
even like the dress code for dancing, you know, like leotards and stockings and like costume fittings getting sized up. I don't know. It's just a weird feeling that you're really shown that you are a different size for everyone because you're literally measuring and all like dances that I wanted to be when I was younger or super like thin and especially if you want to be a professional ballet dancer you have to be thin you can't be overweight such as so to speak especially with eating like food I always go on weird diets I think like formal mm-hmm. time I cut out wheat and dairy for three three months or something and then I tried to introduce it back to my diet and I just started throwing up and I my stomach hasn't been able to handle it since then wow so that's why I just say to everyone, never cut anything out of your diet because it will literally mess up your stomach, like your bacteria and everything. Yeah. And now it's something that I have to deal with for the rest of my life. Like I can't get rid of it now. Wow. Did your relationship with your parents impact your relationship with your body? Definitely. My mum has always struggled with her weight and I've seen mum go on these crazy diets and lose 40 kilos and then see her put it all back on extra do you know and i definitely she definitely put her projection of how she saw herself onto me but obviously back when i'm like 10 and 13 or i didn't i didn't see that all i saw was (laughs) and here's her you know calling me fat and i lose weight you need to watch what you're eating and felt very shamed if i ate bad stuff around her constantly yeah she always comment on my appearance and how I look, not really my beauty, and that makes sense. It was always like, oh, you look skinny today, or wait, like you look good. Like it's always been that topic of conversation. I wanted to get a um, boob um, breast reduction. She's literally said to me, she was like, oh, I'll pay for half of it if you lose 20 kilos. Wow. And this was after I just lost five kilos during this challenge. Like I've worked so hard and everything and then her to be like, oh, but you need to lose another 20 though. Wow. It's just, I just couldn't believe like the words like coming out of her mouth. Like I just, it just, yeah, it really does shock me. And then my nan told my mum that I should get a gastric sleeve surgery because that's how overweight I am. And just for the listeners, I don't even think I could even get a gastric sleeve. No, like <laughs> I can't believe you then said that. But she, yeah, so it was a conversation between my mum and her, like my nan. And then mum like was like, oh, like nanan said this, but you tell her that I told you. Because yeah. she would be like upset. And I'm like, why are you telling me? Like yeah. what benefit is that? Like why would I, like why did I need to hear that from you? It's just crazy. So I was thought if I got skinnier maybe mum would love me more which is crazy but yeah it's and I would always seek validation from her if I put something on I would always be like oh mum do you like this because I needed that like approval that I looked good from her it's I seeked it because she like it was such a toxic relationship in the fact that she was saying all this bad stuff about me but then I'll get like a little high when she was like oh you look so skinny today it was like the best thing I've ever heard. So, and when I realized how toxic it was, was through therapy. I, cause I don't, I don't, I didn't speak about it. I thought this was like a normal thing. Oh, doesn't, what do you mean? Your mom doesn't call you fat every day. I just, so when I just went to therapy, she was really like, Brooke, this is really bad. Like you really need to work on it. So then I had to change my relationship with mum and not come to her for advice on weight or what I look like and stuff. So, yes, that's why I had to move out initially because it was just getting a lot. And ever since I moved out, like, my relationship with my body has been amazing. Like, 
crazy good. What age did it maybe start? I would say I've always felt it, but it's like hard for like the memory. Like I can't remember the exact moment, but I remember definitely in like year five, year six, from then on, really, it was constant. And your parents are your first source of love, if that makes sense. Mm. So the fact that she put those expectations on you was wrong for her to do that and to feel like that's where you're going to get your validation and love from. Mm. It wasn't fair. Yeah. No. And then now that you've moved back home, how has that been? Yeah, well, it's definitely been a struggle. She's commented a little bit about it, but nothing extreme. But this is what happens. Like, I think, oh, my God, we're doing so well. And then it will be a bomb and she'll say something and I'll be back to square one again. So I, it's just I'm always on edge. I'm always waiting for her to make a comment. But I just sort of just don't let her speak about it. I don't have those conversations with her anymore. Or if she's been drinking that night, I won't talk to her because that's when I feel she says stuff like that when she's intoxicated. So what are the other parts of your family like? How do they speak about it? Well, yeah, definitely in like my relatives, like auntie and uncles and all that stuff. Weight is always on the topic of discussion. Everyone thinks everyone can comment on everyone's bodies and that's fine. Like I remember when my cousins were younger, my auntie would plate up their food so they wouldn't overeat or only make them have one chocolate when everyone else was having more or like no you have more because you're skinny but if you're big you do that and I just feel like they've definitely projected their body weight issues onto them and I see it now like little comments and this restricting their diets like I've just seen it all and it's just like heartbreaking really what was your relationship like with your sexuality then like growing up well I'm bisexual and I definitely struggled during high school I definitely felt very alone I didn't know I didn't know anyone close that was part of the community and so I definitely turned to youtubers and googling how do you know if you're bi or you know what I mean I was just I really seeked comfort in that because I was definitely looking for I think validation of my feelings am I the only one that feels like this or struggles with this and stuff like that but yes yeah, so I've known since year 10 and then I didn't really come out to everyone probably four years after that. So I was like 20. I was starting to feel more comfortable telling people. But yeah, with my parents and stuff, I was very, very nervous. And when I initially told mum, she was like, oh, like it's, you can experiment. Like doesn't mean that you're bi and sort of just like push down. Basically didn't validate that I was my sexuality that I get to choose she was like no and then I had to come out to them again because they were just not like for a second time how did you yeah how did you try and do that well it was must have been conversation and I was like well I'm bi so I might marry a girl or a guy mm. and I had to have that conversation with them again because I just a felt third like time. you had to come out three times <laughs> I just feel oh. like yeah and they just didn't they weren't using the right terminology. They would suggest that I married a man when I could marry a man or a woman. It was always, it was still like they couldn't shake that. Like they couldn't shake that I would maybe end up with 
a woman because I don't really know. But definitely, like, with my, like, body image, with my sexuality, I definitely felt like, oh, my God, like, what a girl is going to find me attractive? Should I dress more like a guy? So, mm. like, come, like, I know people like to dress more masculine, masculine, and I know girls can be attracted to that, but I never knew that you could be a femme and still girls like that wasn't a thing like i always saw like in movies oh like there's a masculine female that's with a feminine girl and that that's how it works because she gives off male masculine energy mm. and i was just like i never related to that especially as i'm like oh maybe i'm not like into girls because i don't relate like i'm not yeah i'm not like that but definitely like with social media and stuff and following the community like influences and stuff like that has helped me to be like oh, I resonate with her because she's mm. a femme and likes feminine woman like I like feminine woman as well so yeah that's how I've did your mum or your family have any comments or anything to say about your sexuality how did you come out to your I haven't really come out to my relatives or anything I think that's sort of like whatever like I don't know I just didn't really think it was like a big big deal but yeah mum definitely made a comment just if you get cartilage piercing it means you're a lesbian oh. and like and meaning like I shouldn't get it this is probably when I was probably 13 or 14 don't get that piercing because that will mean that means you're a lesbian oh or like using it as an insult yes which I definitely internalized that and that could have been something that like I dealt with just one comment like that or just a little bit more masculine when I was like definitely trying to find my sexuality and how I wanted to express it she would make a comment of like why are you dressing like a man you know you didn't have to dress like that and I was like why does it matter like why does it matter how I dress so I definitely haven't really get got to experiment when I should have you know how I wanted to dress and stuff like that but yeah I definitely have time now to do it especially when I'm more comfortable and with myself and also with my like relatives my like uncle would call like his daughter like a lesbian or his son gay as like an insult instead of saying f you or, or something like that and how old are they well the son's 10 and wow. he also says and the daughter's 17 but it's been going on for a while and i've i've always wanted to speak up about it but i'm always i'm just so scared like i just I don't know what they're going to say or, but yeah, even little remarks like that, or I still have friends that say, you know, oh, that's gay and mean it as a negative thing. And it just really hurts me because I'm just like, how are people still saying stuff like that? I remember saying it when I was in high school, but I, I know better now. Like, mm. I don't, but it's just, yeah. Wow. You've experienced so much from like all areas of your life. Do you feel that it's impacted maybe your mental health where you're maybe more anxious about situations and experiences and yeah well I've definitely had anxiety all my life it's definitely come out through arachnophobia which I've been diagnosed with and what's that so it's a fear I'm a phobia of spiders so I definitely like when I was younger like if there was like a tiny 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 little spider in the bathroom like I wouldn't go in there for three months it was bad and I just don't my parents never really picked up on it which I wish they did I wish I did get tested I wish I did have tools and stuff while I was younger because mm. now I, I I just started getting help probably like a year ago with it and I just feel so much better but yeah 
definitely, yeah, and I have um, generalizing diet disorder, which through therapy and... With a psychologist you got diagnosed? Yes. I don't take any proper medication for it because I don't think it's super, super bad, but it's depending on on the day. It really just depends, but I would have the the tight chest feeling, the shakes, Mm. the cold hands, but I definitely think my anxiety has helped since living out of home. I think being in that environment, I sort of just, I don't know, I was just anxious. But yeah, I've I've had social anxiety at one point. I've had where I've had to have the volume on even numbers oh, wow. yeah so I've just I've I've mm. gone through all of them and I definitely like with anxiety like you're not just one thing that triggers it and that's fine like different triggers different traumas come up and create a whole new anxiety for you but yeah so dealing with that has been tough but I think definitely with social media and seeing a therapist and stuff and talking to my friends I'm like wow a lot of people have anxiety, but we just don't talk about it. No. We don't talk about it enough, really. And I, yeah. We need to speak about it more. Yeah, you know? definitely. So would you say that you've experienced disordered eating? Definitely. Well, from my mum having that and seeing her go through crazy diets, I've definitely used food as like a, a coping mechanism. Like emotionally, I did get triggered by foods that I like emotionally eat and I did realize I'd eat to the point of feeling pain to feel the pain of it do you know what I mean like a self-harm yeah especially my mom had the gastric sleeve surgery so and seeing her lose a lot of weight has maybe oh maybe if I just eat less then I will lose weight or especially with my um, intolerances with wheat and dairy has made eating such a struggle for me because sometimes I'll just like open the fridge and be like I I'm so anxious right now I can't even think of what to eat that's not going to make me feel sick or if I'm going out that night and and I'm having a couple of drinks I'm like well I can't eat dairy today because otherwise I'll be in the toilet all night or Mm. it's just it's a constant thought of like am I going somewhere if I'm going to someone's house I'm not comfortable going to the toilet I have to like think about it and I'm always like running around trying to find toilets wow 24 7. so what do you think's maybe helped you then towards having a better relationship with food and your body and anxiety definitely therapy hands down has helped me immensely talking out with my friends my family has definitely helped but yeah I definitely I definitely I love love food I live it I breathe it I am a foodie I've always as a kid I was like Mm. at breakfast I was like mum what we having for dinner like I just always got food on my mind which is interesting because it's I've struggled with food and I think yeah especially fast food I I love fast food and with my mum I used to always like eat in the car before I get home because I didn't want her to like be like oh you're having fast food again yeah I just struggle with the right way to eat or the wrong way because I've just been brought up this way thinking that's the right way when it's actually not and just relearning mm. everything like a relearning a pattern of like how you thought yeah rather than to, being... for it to be healthy because you think oh this is what my parents did this must be fine that's all oh, actually no, no it's not no and learning about balance that like you don't have to never eat anything again you know yeah. and just yeah just relearning that all over again especially like moving out 
I'm buying food for myself. Do you know what I mean? Whereas like I really struggled with, I'm like, I'm going to eat good. And I come home and mum's bought like ice cream and chocolate. And I'm like, and even mum's bought me like, oh, I bought you two ice creams today. And I'm like, you called me fat yesterday. And now you just bought me chocolate and ice cream. It just confuses me. 100%. And then I feel guilty if I don't want to, if I don't eat it because yeah. she's bought it for me as a gift. Yes. But then she's telling me to lose weight. Yes. It's all the morality of it. Her going, this is good, this is bad, but everything's very confusing. Yeah. Like, completely. That's what I mean. It wasn't just she restricted me and our house was like clean of junk food. No, we had a good amount of junk food. Yeah. But, wow. but even I would like sneak chocolate because I didn't want to. No. So then when you moved out of home your relationship with food did you see other people with their relationship with food yeah I definitely was like oh like it was just it was interesting because I didn't really think about if it wasn't there if I didn't buy it it's not going to be in the fridge do you know what I mean yeah it's all about self-control like yeah so and actually control being exposed to it if your mum's constantly offering you these things and making you feel really bad by the comments that she's saying it's kind of fueling a guilty kind of relationship with food and emotions in a negative environment yeah i just it's it's so overwhelming but yeah moving out has definitely helped but i have moved back home after the breakup and but i just i honestly just don't care about her opinion anymore like i think especially when you're younger like your parents opinion and what they say to you means the world they're your role models they're like i want to be you do you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. like me and my me and my mum's relationship isn't the best. We're not besties, and that was hard for me to adjust. Being like, we're never gonna have that because we just don't. It's just we're not. We just, we just don't work like that. So even like mourning that relationship that I couldn't have, and just realizing that like her opinion does not matter. Like it does yeah. not matter. It's how you think about yourself and how the people around you, how they make you feel. But yeah, that's. I think it's just changing the mindset. Like I can't change my mum. I've. And I've done the, hey, this is how you treated me as a child. And yes, yeah, she said sorry, but it doesn't fix the trauma, the pain. And I have to deal with that. That's me. And some, sometimes I'm like, why, why don't you go to therapy? Why don't you fix our relationship? Why am I doing all the work? But I guess I'm just trying to do me and make myself feel better. And take your own power back in a sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that learning that, like, you know, my mum isn't a role model. She isn't no. perfect. Yeah. She's stuffed up a lot. Like mm. everyone, everyone makes mistakes. And yes. But I think, I definitely think even living with her, she's very emotionally unstable. And I always felt, this is probably why my anxiety played in, I always felt like I had to manage mm. her emotions. Yeah. Old mum's having a bad day. Okay, well, it doesn't matter what day I'm having. I have to be good and make her happy. Oh, that's not your responsibility. No, no, especially as a child. Like, it's just oh, so God. such an anxious environment, which is just, wow, I can't believe. You went through the heart. Yeah. yeah, and she's she'd said pretty horrible things to me. You're like, you don't love me. I don't love you. Or, like, in a fight, usually, when she's been drinking. Like, you have low standards in men. Yeah, just... We've had massive fights oh. and she's just, she's just a bully. So dealing with that, but I definitely see me, especially growing up. Yeah. Just moving myself away from it. 
because obviously I want a relationship with her. Yeah. Um, and that was what I was dealing with. I, I got to the point where I was like, I don't even want to have a relationship with you. Like, I just, it's, I just don't see the end of this. But I think we have this pressure of it's your mum. You have to love them. You have to have them in your life. And it's, sometimes it's not healthy to. No. Or people are like, you just got to forgive and move on. Otherwise, it's going to eat you up inside. I'm like, I can't. Especially, like, therapy and dealing with that and then seeing her every day. Like, I do, like, I still yeah. see her negatively. Well, I mean, it is amazing to see your perspective now and how you haven't let it make you become like your mum. You're not negative. You have a good mentality about body, self-love and acceptance. It just seems like you you haven't let what she's done to you turn you into similar tendencies to what she has. Yeah, I definitely look and I'm like, when I have kids, Yeah, I'm definitely never going to let them... Do, like have to go through what I went through like no. I've definitely learned and oh, you know God. I just that's why I want to you know get into therapy because I just I never want anyone to go through what I went through and I was just so scared to go to therapy I was like oh my god like then my nan made a comment like why are you even going to therapy it's oh. not like you're you have an addiction and your life's really hard I'm like it's not about that it's not about we're not comparing everyone's problems everyone has struggles go on in their life yeah and how it affects you is different to how it affects someone else yeah i think everyone should get help when they want help even if something's tiny i just hate that like negative oh you must be only getting therapy because you're really mentally unstable no going to therapy when you even have a little problem you just see a new like outlook everyone would benefit from having therapy and someone to speak to especially a professional who has no bias towards your life if you can build a really good relationship with one one that you trust yeah and i definitely struggle because you go like for your mum for advice i was like well that's not healthy for me yeah and i definitely struggle with that and i like that's why i've always like you know talked about it with other people it's just not the same because everyone's biased but like definitely a professional has definitely changed my life mm. so do you have any advice you could give someone who may be in the lgbtqia plus community may be struggling with body image, parental relationships, disordered eating, or their mental health? I think it all comes down to self-love, which I think everyone, you can't be amazing at self-love. Everyone has bad days, everyone has good days, but just knowing your worth and just loving yourself for who you are. And I definitely felt struggles with that, with like my sexuality and my body, but even doing like little like affirmations to yourself literally goes a long way. And definitely seeking help by a professional is just amazing. And I've definitely been the person that like, go to therapy, go to therapy. I always tell my friends, go to therapy. And they have, and it's changed their life too, which makes me so happy because I just feel like everyone, everyone should get to know themselves more. And I think there's no better way than seeing a therapist. Mm. It just sheds a light. And definitely like social media, use it for your, like use it positively. Follow people that inspire you. Follow people that look like you. All my following is like plus size models. It's the queer community. It's people that make me feel like I'm, like what I'm part of. And I don't, I know it can be hard judging yourself every day by scrolling through Instagram and seeing, you know, this body and this body. But definitely like changing how you perceive your social media has changed my life 100% because my Instagram used to be, it would, it would trigger me constantly. But yeah, I changed it and I feel so much better. But yeah, 
but even like self-love can do it in so different ways like just doing something that you love like I love having a bath and relaxing and I know meditating is really good and that sort of thing but you just got to find your thing and then I feel like that will just you know make it better well, thank you so much, Brooke. You have a beautiful story and you just seem like an amazing person who's been through so much and has so much amazing stuff to share. So, Thank you for having me. I've had such a great time. Yeah. Well, that's the end of today's episode. Please subscribe, leave us a comment or a review. If you would also like to learn more about Body Matters services, you can check out our website at bodymatters.com.au. Thanks for listening.